0: Welcome to the growth formula by note to self movement. I'm the founder, Nolita, and this is your safe space to explore anything and everything to do with personal growth and healing. Every episode we go deeper in on the conversations we have on note to self movement, our online community that aims to educate and empower consumers, purchase decisions. So get ready, buckle up because we're not holding back. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on Growth Formula. Today, we are having a very special guest on with us, and that is the co-founder of one of the most interesting games we've discovered during COVID called Allegoria. And we have Alina Grenier-Arellano with us. And I'm so sorry if I didn't say your last name properly. It's perfect thanks so um yeah like we're super pumped to have you on because when our social media manager introduced the game to me I was like "Ooh, that's so interesting she's like yeah like it talks about vulnerability and you get to meet a lot of cool people online and I was like oh you can only do it online she's like no no no. it's a card game you can bring it to any house you can bring it with any groups of friends um You know, the game will just adjust itself according to the people you're around. Obviously, I'm not doing it enough justice. So, without further ado, I would love for you to first tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, maybe how the game came about, because it's such a cool concept. And then, if you can. You know, walk us through how to play this game.
1: Yeah, for sure. First of all, thank you so much, Nolita, for having me on. It's such a pleasure to be part of the Growth Formula podcast. And like you said, Allegoria is a board game that we use online for our community game nights, as well as some a game that you can buy and bring home and welcome into your family and friends and whoever. And it just it ties into the, the setting that it's placed into because the questions are open-ended. So it's a question card deck and a board game that has a, it's a puzzle, it's a Mandala puzzle board. And so, so that's what it came about. The reason that my co-founder and I, and my co-founder is actually my mom, and she created the game a long time ago in a way that's completely different to what it is now, but she used it. She's a psychologist, social and clinical psychologist with 25 plus years experience. And her question was like, how can we wait so long to have the conversations that really mean something to us? A lot of times we go to therapy when something really big happens to us and, and it's really difficult and we have nowhere to turn to, or we don't know where to feel safe to share the truth about our stories or How things came to be and she wanted a support to make that process easier and as well to make it a little bit more playful a little bit more engaging so that it doesn't feel so heavy sometimes when someone asks us to share we feel oh my god like really okay like let me try and it just gets it can get heavy so that's why we integrated the power of play You know, those were many years ago and it changed and it transformed from a card deck to a board game. She used to have photos. You know, it was a lot of different things. And to tell you a little bit about myself, my background is in international development and in economics and in entrepreneurship. But my biggest focus as a researcher and um, in my master's was actually collaborative creation. So how do communities come together to create and connect because They want to because out of passion, not because they have a nine to five job and they have to do something, but because they want to do something. And that's what really makes me very passionate about collaborative work. And that brought me to open source hardware and that brought me to communities that connect. And where that ties into my process with Allegoria is that I realized that depending on how safe we feel and how much place we have in a community, the more we can grow and learn And develop and do and connect with other people that are either different from us or like us to create something special. So that's what I studied, and that's what my work is on um, a lot. And so when I came back from my masters uh, back to Canada and I was, you know, I was going through my journey of figuring out what I wanted to do beyond academia. And I I didn't really love the options I was seeing. and, And I said, okay, I'm gonna take a year. Uh, instead of traveling the world, I'm going to do a million different projects. And I really gave myself a lot of freedom to explore that. And one of those things was allegoria. My mom was still working on it. She's like, well, why don't we do this together? She always wanted it to make it accessible. And I loved that it was about removing the hierarchies and the, the labels and the awkwardness and the 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 difficulty it is to connect with someone else and to find that open held space where we feel safe enough to be ourselves and so we started working on it and that started in 2017 yeah without going too much further into the process in 2017 we did a lot of play testing it became the mandala it is now Um, she had a lot of images of mandalas and so Mm -hmm. I was cutting them out and making presentations with them I said wait a second this is a this is a really fun puzzle and actually a lot of the psychological principles that go along for nervous system regulation are in the puzzle the fact that it's tactile the fact that we see ourselves in a circular mandala we place ourselves within a community within a group the fact that it's colorful and beautiful soothes us so all of that process started in 2017, and then at the end of 2018, December 2018, we launched it. And um, yeah, from there, it's been it's been its own roller coaster. That's amazing.
0: No, it sounds like quite the journey. And you know, I really applaud you on creating this game because oftentimes, like especially because of the fact that we're people and the community, I find um, everyone's becoming more open-minded about mental health. You can see that there's a movement going on, but not everybody knows how to open up um, and where to start. So, you know, just even creating this game and um, having it accessible for everybody to start the process is so important. So my question for you now is that because the game is so unique, do you find that there were challenges introducing it into the marketplace at the beginning?
1: It's always like challenges of all sorts. Um, figuring out, for example, the game is made from of wood, it's laser cut. So it's very unique, the, the design. And then I had tried myself for the first time in finding suppliers and manufacturers. And those were all things that I had never done before. You know, I went fresh out of academia and research and seeing how people create but it was my first chance creating myself my own thing and that was that was a lot of fun and it required a lot of freedom for myself to say okay I'm just gonna try this out I'm just gonna explore what this could be Um, and it was for the game design test it wasn't you know it wasn't for necessarily making it into what it is now but because it came out so tactile and so much fun people really enjoyed playing it with a physical board game and say okay they're gonna go with this but I'd say one of the biggest challenges was you know allegoria is based on psychological principles and the power of play so what that means is that the fact that we feel so soothed and relaxed and grounded and alive at the same time um, that is nervous system regulation that's the psychology and the power of play at work. You know, but we didn't want it to be just a tool. We wanted it to be something that could even come into a household and blend and very naturally and organically invite people into a conversation that is profound and engaging. Um, but at the same time, when we were figuring out how to market it, it was like, okay, what happens when you tell someone, let's talk? Well, right away, the defense come up. What do you mean? <laughs> I know how to talk. What do you want to talk to me about? So it was like, okay, how do we phrase this into a way of like, everybody needs to talk. Yeah, Everybody needs to find that connection with others because it, it's what makes us feel good. But even with, well, especially now because of COVID, mental health and wellness and emotional intelligence is getting so much attention now. But even a three years ago, it was a different thing. What do you mean? You're going to ask me these questions. Our questions are very open-ended with a point. Some of them are abstract, like what does the rain feel or how would it be to be stuck in a bowl of jello Uh, versus other questions that are a bit more concrete. And it's like, how am I supposed to answer this? And so it can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes to say, well, we're going to answer all these open-ended questions. So finding that right way to connect with just anybody who wanted to use this either as a community leader, which we work a lot with community leaders, like teachers and coaches and counselors um, as a support to kind of prime ourselves to engage But finding that way to say, it's not about you don't know how to talk. It's about, it's hard to find that moment and that space and time to connect in a way that's really impactful. Because sometimes it's a little, it's a little scary to put ourselves out there to embrace vulnerability, to feel safe. And so how do we resource that? So with Allegoria, it's a practice, much like meditation, much like eating well, much like having a good sleep, you have to put that intentionality And that time to say, okay, I'm going to take this time and space to invest in my emotional wellness and my well-being and soothe my nervous system through conversation and take care of myself by socially engaging with others. And it it doesn't have to be hard.
0: Yes. No, it's so true. And you raised a really good point sometimes. You know, it's not even about not knowing what to say or how to say it. It's finding the right time and place too. And this creates all of the above. Yes. So that is so cool. Now with COVID happening, obviously, we're near the end. I know it. How has the company been impacted, if at all?
1: Yeah, so I've been asked this question and I really think that it's a mixed bag. So for example, like I mentioned, COVID gave this really important Uh, pivot into really focusing on our mental health and on our well-being and on our social relationships, like not to become isolated. Because the thing is that when we go into trauma, any kind of trauma, you know, a breakup, a bad dentist appointment, any kind of trauma, or the bigger things, uh, we we tend to self-isolate because we're drained. But that can lead us into a lot of loneliness and a lot of stress and anxiety. And those were topics that we weren't looking at before covid sometimes we weren't giving it the importance even though a very high number of canadians suffer from loneliness and suicide comes along with uh, those statistics very often that's part of the reason why we created allegoria so i was very grateful that that attention had been brought up at the same time it's a physical board game that you play in person So it was kind of, you know, and we, uh, in 2019, when we launched it, it was a lot, you know, we wanted to focus on family and friends, but we got an overwhelming response from language teachers and educational counselors, especially because we're based in Quebec and the question cards are double-sided in English and French and English and Spanish. And so um, we had a lot of uh, language teachers who wanted to bring the game in uh, and so we focused all of 2019 on that. And then with COVID hit, um, as everybody knows, teachers have had it very difficult, much like many essential workers, and it was now online. And so we had to pivot like, okay, we need to better support our teachers, we need to better support our community leaders. And how do we make this accessible online? Mm-hmm. So for that, I'll, what our answer is now we, ho- we always hosted game nights but now they're online. It's a different kind of vibe, of course, online. We miss the in-person, but at the very least, we have a lot of people who come to join us for the game sessions. We have a lot of counselors who host them for their center, for, you know, there are all kinds of groups. We even have a lot of team leaders who use it because the the point is that at the end of the day, we want to feel like we can trust in the safety, even if we are just on screen. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to take that, that, okay, I trust that I'm safe to open up here and to have a, some fun and to engage with others. So that hasn't gone away. But the biggest pivot was, okay, how do we support from, from the screen? And then even if it's not for the game night with all your friends, whoever you have a bubble with, you can still play. And so, so it's, it's shifted a bit. Yeah, it's been a mixed bag.
0: That's amazing. No, and it's everything you've mentioned is so true. I think, you know, even with note to self movement where we had to go through the same pivot, we were known for in-person events, but then overnight, literally we had to switch everything online. And, you know, yeah. again, the biggest challenge has always been, how do you connect over a screen? Yeah. Um, and you guys have done that beautifully. So congrats.
1: Yeah, Well, you know, it, it's it's a thing. So for example, our game nights, it's not just let's play when it was in person events, we just left I had some games that we we use and people would just sit in these different cafes or at the, at the conferences or wherever it was, and they just play. It's just mm-hmm. natural. It's just easy. But now it's like there's a lot of prep work. For example, we have our warm up activity, which is usually a movement one because we like to get out of the chair. Now it's really important to have a facilitator who has the game so that you don't need the game to come and play. Um, And the facilitator is trained, you know, so there is a lot more attention placed on those online sessions uh, because it's really worth it to keep connecting even if it's online so that it doesn't feel like another just regular Zoom event that's really overwhelming and draining and you still want to be online connecting with others.
0: No, that makes total sense. And on that note, I am—I ordered my first set of um, the Allegoria card game, and I've been dying to
1: ask you how to play this. When you open up the card deck, so I'm going to open up the card deck. I actually have mine as well next to me because I was going to ask you some questions at the end. So Allegoria, start it now. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll play. Basically, you take out the—you can either order the the whole game or the card deck. the Card deck, you just open it up, you have four feature cards and a hundred question cards, and all of the question cards are by random. Um, they're double sided, and uh, I think Nalita has the Spanish and English version.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you can pick up a card mm-hmm. and you can ask me, or I ask you, you know, you're interviewing me, so <laughs> <laughs> Does it doesn't matter, um, which deck I pick from, A or B. No, no, no. no
0: do I just mix mix them? The only
1: perfect, the only point is that those four extra feature cards is that once I answer um, my question card, then you can use one of those feature cards. And for everybody listening, the feature cards are either I get to share, so you get to share card. Okay, so for example, if I shared, and then somebody else in my group wanted to share, say, okay, I want to share too, they get to answer as well, the same question, maybe their curiosity is sparked. And so They'll ask me a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. If we feel that natural moment of like, okay, I'm kind of done with this conversation, can we evolve to the next side? Can we, you know, can we call like times up on the conversation? This is really important. This is about boundaries. There's a lot of the psychology at play here, and um, that is for boundaries. So calling times up, when it's just the, it's just a polite, nice way to say I'm ready to move on. A lot of people are afraid, like, oh, if I call times up or if I say no that's that's a bit scary so this is just like we made it easy for you <laughs> to have. and for all the people pleasers out there this is a great card to have where's my times up card can I times up myself out of the situation <laughs> can I, can I be done? Uh, and yeah. it's a practice right and then the yeah. last one is that the whole point is that once we feel really good and safe Uh, Once we take care of ourselves, once we call boundaries, once we feel vulnerable and are willing to share, once we engage in curiosity and ask a challenge question, what happens is that we feel really soothed and we feel really seen and heard and known. Mm -hmm. And from that place is where the magic happens. And that was the point of us making Like Once we feel we can connect, we can find that experience elsewhere. And that's where we grow. Mm -hmm. And that's where we expand. And that's where we can feel good enough to take care of ourselves and, and soothe ourselves when we need to. So that's why the allegoria question is very specific. And it asks, what does that tell you? Mm. I share an experience and it's someone might ask me, well, you know, what does that tell you? And all of a sudden the door opens for me to go a little further and I get to make the own, my own insights on my own experience. So often, I don't know about you, Nolita, but so often, um, somebody else is telling me what's right and wrong. Society is telling me what's right and wrong. Elders, uh, family, cultures, culture. I mean, and it's happening in ways that we don't even realize half of Mm -hmm. the time, or we've just normalized because that's the way we grew up. And I know that for sure as, as a past people pleaser, you know, I felt, Mm -hmm. I, I felt I was, um, always doing trying to do the right thing but wait who said what's the right thing you know is it actually giving me anything that will serve me that will make me feel good and then from there I can be you know better yeah. for others or there for others this that, that makes sense for me when when this was introduced and when I started explaining it to others or like introducing the game it's like let's turn it on the dime and this time we have the agency and the freedom and the authority to say this is what this experience tells me yeah yeah. and we don't always get that space and time to be asked well what do we want to make out of these things that happen in this thing called life that we Mm -hmm. don't understand half the time
0: (laughs) that is so true um and I think these cards are just this game alone is such a great practice for um people that are are not yet used to setting boundaries for themselves and really questioning, you know, the things that we're taught from generations and generations.
1: Like right now uh, I find manifestation has become a very like um, talked about subject, right? But what is manifestation? It's the practice of shifting our perspective into thinking I can achieve this, or I can find that. And I deserve the other. And all of these things—they're a practice. So if we practice connecting with ourselves and connecting with others, it just becomes easier and easier. It doesn't mean do it every day. It means do it when you feel good, and that feeling will stay with you and will have a lasting impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there are exercises for you know our physical bodies. Um, this is such a great exercise for our mental. Um, mental health
1: it's like flossing or or brushing the yeah. teeth or you know going to bed or having a good night's rest or moving a little yes. bit yes that's right How come we don't think about our our spirit and our mind when we have those kinds of habits
0: that is so true so that really leads me to i know you offered um my chance to ask you a question from this deck so I'm gonna totally take you off on it the whole time you're talking I was like itching which card shall I pick (laughs) um because I know there are there are over a hundred questions I believe right
1: yeah there are a hundred
0: yeah so um I'm gonna go with the first one that popped out because I think it's a sign
1: (laughs) Um, it's a magic to (laughs) it's like question that yeah. happened to be what I needed to talk about. So I can't wait.
0: Yeah. So the part I picked is asking, what is
1: one thing you believe true about love? Yeah, I love that question. And um I won't lie, there's <laughs> a very important question for me at this moment. Um uh because uh, you know, love not just romantically, but love that we feel for our friends, for our community, for ourselves. Um, it's, I find it, it, you know, we can't see it and we can't touch it, but we really feel it. And it's the same thing as community or safety or a sense of connection. But for me, one thing I believe true about love, um, well, first, I always like to, I like to um, specify, well, love has to include respect. Mm. So it becomes something super important to me in my in my life um, just to feel like that's number one. Sometimes we gloss over it, of course, of course, respect, but no, it really is important um, to respect before we can love. Mm -hmm. And one thing I believe true about love beyond that is that it's, it's not just for the other person. It feels good to love. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to embrace that feeling, uh, but it is, it feels good to love. I think that, that just as much as, like, always for another person, it's also for me. Yeah. And it feels good to love my family, to love. I I feel an ephemeral sense of love and, and care for everybody that comes to the game nights and that I get to share that moment with, you know. it's It feels so good.
0: Yeah. It's something
1: absolutely. very somatic, right? Feeling and sensitive. Yes. The body, you know. So Yeah. Two thing, two true
0: things about love, I believe. That is so cool! I just got goosebumps all over. <laughs> um, and it, like, it's one thing hearing about how this game works; it's so different to experience it because, mm. just from what you said, it sparked another, um, like, thought in my head. I was just thinking, you're right. It's the act of loving somebody that also feels good, and oftentimes it's a true reflection of where you are at with your self-love too because if you're not able to love yourself how can you love another person
1: Yes. for example like that's something that's said a lot uh you know Mm -hmm. but it it's a very true thing it rings very true because how would it be and I'm calling challenge to everybody listening how would it be to love yourself love yourself and feel good about it Mm -hmm. or what kind of act of love towards yourself feels good Mm -hmm. sometimes it it doesn't feel good like there are certain moments certain times certain people that don't feel good when they're trying to you know practice self-love or have a moment of self-care I'm gonna be so bold to say why I think that's true is because we're not um sometimes we're not used to it and Mm -hmm. it's scary and it brings up other memories or triggers that have happened in a personal moment so um, making that something that is common or more of a practice, that's super important.
0: Yeah, no, I love that and, and thank you so much for allowing me to ask you such a, a vulnerable question from the deck. And I honestly can't wait for our listeners to really get in on this game. Um, and I love the fact that you guys are hosting online game sessions where, you know, anyone can join when they sign up. It's such a great opportunity to try this game out. If you're too scared and feel like it's too much of a commitment to, um, you know, try the card version, but I really encourage all of you to try it. Like after just reading one card, I am sure. like a desperate, I am so
1: excited to call up <laughs> all of my friends tonight and be like, Hey, I got a new game for you exactly no that's the thing is whatever we feel either we go to the game night we have people who live alone that come often to the game nights and what I say sometimes we get the question what kind of people come like will I be comfortable I don't know anybody that's often a question because we're scared and it's it's normal like it's uh we're we're putting ourselves out there gotta give some kudos to that brave act and the truth is We're all different. We all come from different walks of life. And yet we all connect and belong in the sense that we all need community. We are all human. Mm -hmm. You know, that human connection is a need. Yes. It's a need. And it's not a, it's not a for fun thing. This is like something that we can enjoy and is fun, but it's a need.
0: Yes. And it's, you know um, for those that are even like worried or, have the question of, well, who's going to be there? Like at the very beginning of the conversation, I was like, Alina, I thought about it. Like people that go to these groups, they must be great people because we all have a common goal to grow and be vulnerable and to break down those layers. So I think just from that, you know, it's going to be a good crowd of people. So uh, talking about events, do you have any upcoming game nights?
1: So we host game nights, we have one tonight, but I think mm-hmm. by the time that this podcast comes out, it's going to be past. So <laughs> we have them monthly. So okay. it's March, we'll have the beginning of April. And we also host private ones. So we get people who come to the game nights and then they're like, this would be great for my team, for my family. My grandparents live far away. We have cousins nights. So I want to play this. So we also host them privately. And so they're the public ones are every month. And then sometimes we some really special ones with uh, like certain communities or organizations that are paid. But the ones that we host are by donation so that everyone comes donating whatever they feel like they need. But it is really important to donate because it's like that voluntary, I'm going to invest in myself yes. and do this. I'm ready to open up. And that switches the mindset of, wow. I'm just going to pop in and kind of glaze over versus I'm here, right. I'm present. I'm committed to enjoying and embracing that that discovery of myself and of others.
0: Yeah, no, that is so cool. And I urge all of you that are listening right now to follow Alina on her beautiful journey. And so you guys can also be in the know about any upcoming events as well. And I believe your IG handle is Allegoria Game. It's spelled A-L-E-G-O-R-I-A-G-A-M-E. Anyway, I'm sure you guys know how to spell,
1: but I just... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Want to make
1: sure the website it's allegoriagame.com, so it's the same. Awesome. So last
0: but not least, do you have any advice to our community about health and wellness and eradicating the stereotype
1: attached to mental health concerns? Oh yeah, let me put this in a sentence. Um, okay. So, for example, I've been talking a lot about what holding space means and what safety means and why boundaries are important, and I think this has to do a lot with. Um, where we grow and how we grow and in what ways we want to grow but the thing is uh, a lot of us uh, me included have lived in a way that I just I think something is good or a version of myself is better than I am now and I want to grow or be different or I I wish for something else no whatever that wish is yeah um but the import, the most important part and the thing that I wish I had done more of in my life is let me just sit with my feelings mm. and talk them out and ask the allegory, what does this tell me? If I don't feel good about X, Y, or Z, let me sit down with that feeling of insecurity, of not feeling good enough, of uh, questioning myself if I can figure this out. And let me just unpack it. Mm-hmm. And being really... Like okay, these are the boundaries of where and how I'm gonna sit with it. Like being really like I'm not just thinking about it at the at the end of like at the back of my head and it's kind of um, how do you say contaminating my experience of life on a 24/7. I'm gonna allocate this time to really just ooh let me ask myself those questions that lead me down a journey. Uh, I think that's step number one because in those those insecurities and those thoughts, there's a lot of stereotypes about mental health Mm -hmm. that we have. And that if you're like me, I, I put them on myself. Mm -hmm. Or I had, it's something I'm growing with. So um, that's become something that COVID also gave me to just sit with, okay, where am I, where am I going? Where do I want to go? And can I do it? And, And if there is somebody you trust or feel safe with, air it out with them, somebody who is your witness, who's not even if that witness is yourself sometimes I think of it and I'm like okay my witness is here watching me just just sitting in presence with me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: while I while I figure it out
0: yeah that is so Um, important
1: yeah that's one thing I would say that that's helped me and that's still helping me
0: Yeah, that's so cool. No, I really appreciate all of, you know, the knowledge you've shared with us. And you gave us some great tips and tricks on how to maintain um, a healthy mental space within ourselves. And honestly, you gave us so much strength to um, be able to be vulnerable and to open up, especially with other humans. I think that is so cool. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, thank, thank you. It was such a beautiful moment to share. And I, I loved connecting with the growth formula. I love what Note to Self Movement does. And this space, if you're listening, that means you care. And if you mm-hmm. care, that means you're tapping into that humanity, that yes. decency and that self-love that exists for you. So kudos and kudos <laughs> to this space that's holding that. um, We need that. We need more attention to that uh, because life is life. (laughs) There are are hard moments out there. There are growth spurts. There are movements that uh, need support. Mm
0: -hmm. No, this is so cool. So thank you again. And um, I hope you know, the next time we meet will be on your online game for sure. Um, I will be joining, and for those of you that are listening, I highly recommend you guys to join us on this journey. So, thanks for listening, and thanks for um, being with us today, Alina. So, thank you, nolita It was a pleasure. Yes, likewise. Well, goodbye, everyone, and we look forward to seeing all of you um, again on our next episode. And if you have any questions that you know you don't feel comfortable um commenting on our page about please feel free to directly DM Alina on Allegoria Game that's her IG handle and also their website is allegoriagame.com we'll chat soon have a great one guys bye bye if you like this podcast give us a five-star rating and be sure to subscribe to get notified when new episodes are out